Welcome to the Nash Biz Podcast, a podcast specifically for business owners in Nashville, Tennessee. Whether you're seeking the best strategies for scaling your business, networking opportunities, or just plain old entertainment, this podcast is for you. Welcome to the show. What is up, everybody? My name is Brady Morgan. I am the co-host of the Nash Biz Podcast with John Trustee, my business partner. And today we have our very first interview with Quincy McKnight. He is a top merchant processing CEO of Covenant Pay Partners, a healthcare-driven payment platform that pushes an all-in-one solution for their healthcare providing partners. Quincy, how's it going, man? I am good. Good, Brady. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I appreciate you coming on, man. So before we get started, you know, obviously talking before we started recording, it's all about the journey, right? I mean, as a business owner, as a business leader, we understand that it's not easy. And those that do have it easy are very unique and outliers. But let's start with a quick elevator pitch of who Quincy McKnight is. Well, okay. Well, that's a good question. Uh, Quincy McKnight, I am an innovator. I am a a, an extreme visionary. So it's kind of like you see, I'm the big picture guy. you, you, you're presented with a vision and you go for it and you get everybody else can, that can be that supporting cast and help carry out that vision. That's who I am. Yeah. And I think that, you know, being at the top of we'll call it the food chain of business, you have to have that vision because yeah. in my opinion, as a business leader, you take the risk because you're willing to do things that people aren't willing to do because you see it. And, you know, given that there is a risk, I imagine that throughout this journey, you have taken risks that haven't paid off, right? But it's one of those things that you have to get back up. You have to brush yourself off. You have to keep going. So let's talk about that. You know, before we started recording, we talked about this journey. We talked about how, you know, if I want to search Quincy McNaught on Google, I can see what you've done. I can see where you've been. I can see what you achieved. Yeah. But obviously, there's a lot of things in between those milestones that did not go right. So let's unpack that because the listeners out there, the young aspiring or even veteran aspiring business leaders, they have to understand this journey is difficult. And in order to get to where they need to be, they have to be willing to fail, but get back up. So let's talk about some of those mistakes or failures you've had and what you've done to get where you're at to today. Sure. Sure. Well, it's a, it's a, as you've already said, it is a journey. It is a process and entrepreneurship is not for everyone. Um, if you're not willing to take the hits, you know, across the face into the body, uh, whether they be financial or physical, then, then, you know, uh, you're, you're pretty much entrepreneurship. is not for you. Uh, you might as well get a corporate job. Uh, and, uh, someone prior to just jumping out on my own. So it was not a, I knew eventually I was going to do this. Um, so I just decided to one day just do it. Um, cashed in my 401k um, and just jumped all the way out there. Now, to some people, they were like, shouldn't have did it. Well, hindsight, looking back, I'm glad I did. However, did I, the, were there pitfalls and horrible mistakes I made along the way? Of course it was. Um, you know, it when you are in the position of trying to decide if you're going to open a business or how in depth or how far down or how far out you want to take your business, you truly have to count the cost of what you could lose. And 
even if it's with a business partner, you always have to ask yourself, what do they have to lose? What do I have to lose in, in entering any kind of uh, joint venture or just a solo venture? You know, what are we losing here if, if, if it doesn't work? So with that being said, man, it, for me personally, I went through what you call a, it seems like a metamorphosis for me because I had the vision, I had the plan, I had everything laid out. Um, and then once that vision was being carried out, um, I got in the way of that vision. Okay. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes yeah. you know, as people we can get our own in our own way sometimes. Um, and so, and sometimes it's kind of, you want to put the cart before the horse, you know, you've heard people say that before. And one of the biggest things is that I've recognized is we cannot uh, bite off more than what we can chew at that moment. And because my vision was so grand and so big at that time, I jumped out there and made some financial mistakes by, by taking in too much um, and, and, and not being able to deliver, um, not for my customers, not for myself. And, and because of that, I had to say, I, I lost, I went through a divorce. Um, I, I went through a bankruptcy, <laughs> um, you know, and, and in, but in the middle of that, um, I was also learning a lot too, because you, you, you can't learn if you don't go through anything. And, and quite frankly, I don't like listening to people that have never gone through anything or at least are not willing to admit that they've gone through it, you know? Um, so, and you, you may say, well, wow, I can't believe he's saying this, but I'm telling you that that's what I've gone through. Uh, that's, that's my journey. That's my story. And it, it actually helped me create to the person who I come become today because I've had to go through that. Um, you know, we, that, that million dollar idea you had 10 years ago, you got to get to that point. And, and now that million dollar idea that I had is now a $600 million idea because I failed, you know, miserably. I feel like I failed miserably, uh, fell flat on my face, lost relationships, uh, good business people made a lot of errors along the way, mistakes. And and then one of the biggest things that entrepreneurs don't do, they don't try to go back and clean up what it messed up. They just move on to something else. Right. You know? Um and, and so I had to go back and clean up where you messed up. You had to you had to make your wrongs right. You had to, and if you if as a, as an entrepreneur if you went and borrowed money, guess what? You got to go pay that money back. Um, whatever the case is, go clean it up. And that's what I had to do, man. I had to sit literally go through the hard times and understand what my wrongs were wrong and understand what, how can I make the wrongs right? Uh, and now, and then over the last two years, Covenant Pay here, we have, uh, we've been so humble and so blessed because it's, uh, we've seen a, a, a great trend of uh, efforts and years of work to now seeing it where it's at. And I'm, plus I have the right team in place and understand um, without my team, we would be nowhere near where we're at. And I was on a selfish journey as well early on. So, and as an entrepreneur, right, rightfully so, when you have a great idea, you want to protect that. You don't want anybody coming in and taking that idea, you know, or or that IP or that any of whatever you're working on. Right. Because um, this is a doggy dog world out here. You know, <laughs> you, you, 
yeah, you tell somebody something, hell, next thing you know, they're running up flagpole to their investors and they beat you to the punch. Yep. So, so were, would you kind of pinpoint the, the earlier failures as you trying to do everything yourself? Oh yeah. 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 Because, because understand that I've been in this business model. I've been in the, this industry space, the financial uh, technology space for 22 years now. Okay. Okay. And so I learned it all from corporate America and I was trying to bring over the things I've learned, but also some of the things that I know it could be better at. Um, so those early on mistakes is where I learned a lot of my, uh, how we're doing it right today. Yeah. And I would say too, you know, having the right team around you is not easy either. And, you know, there's going to be a lot of people that you're bringing replacing, et cetera. But I think that's also growing as a person is knowing what to look for. Uh, yeah. Cause you don't know what you don't know. So you're starting a business. Yeah. You have probably had a team around you in corporate, but when you're on your own, you don't have somebody just throwing employees at you saying, Hey, Quincy, this person's working with you now. You have to go out and find these people and vet them and make sure they have the skill sets you need. So it's, it's difficult. And we tell people, you know, that we're consulting with is one, you don't just automatically know how to build the right team. It's going to be trial and error. Yeah. Two, once you have that team, you don't necessarily know how to manage that, that team. Yeah. Right. And I think that's the biggest downfall is, okay, you got the right team, but now you're mismanaging them because yeah. you don't know what you're doing. You're still kind of focused on yourself. You're what can I do? What can I do? So yeah. It's definitely a, a push and pull, but I think obviously it worked out for you because you're where you're at now and covenant has scaled to the level it's at. So, you know, for our listeners out there, right, let, let's assume somebody's listening. That's a new business owner. That is the young Quincy. They're trying to do it all themselves. <laughs> How do they quickly pivot to that path? You know, there's a fork in the road, right? You can go right and you can continue doing the, the thing that's not working. Or you can go left and go the path that Quincy has now gone and succeeded at. What's that decision? What's that that climax that's going to push them to that left fork in the road? I think itself, it's going back to what I said. You got to you you as a person would have to go back and ask yourself a question: Do I want to do this all on my own, or do I actually want to actually have a tr- team? Because you, it's trust here, man. Can I trust? Do I have the ability to trust someone else with my idea? Right. That's that's what a person have to ask himself, um, because if you come into something with greed on the mind, um, you're going to fail. You're going to crash and burn real fast. And that's exactly what I did wrong. Yeah. And I imagine, too, you know, it's it's not easy. And, and I know that from experience, you know, we, we've pulled people in that haven't worked out. Um, and you know, sometimes you think about it, right. At the given moment, you think it's that person's fault, yeah. but I think it does come down to a bit of an experience as well of saying, Hey, you know, we brought somebody in a little prematurely. Yeah. That wasn't a great fit, yeah. but now we know going forward. And I think that's the key piece here that I want this podcast to highlight is failure, right? It's not, it's failing forward, not failing backward. When you're failing forward, you know what not to do next time. Well, I mean, it's, it's kind of like this, man. It's, it's kind of like becoming a millionaire. Are you going to, listen to somebody who's never become a millionaire on how to become a millionaire exactly. or, or, or are you going to listen to somebody who's, you know, who's doing it now or who's failed at it a couple of times to get where they're at. I mean, that's where this piece is. This is not about, because the entrepreneurship is not for the fun and games because mm-hmm. you, you, you've got, you've got so much to consider. You got family, you got personal life, you got your finances to consider, your credit. I mean, you got all so much. Uh, and building a reputation in your market, 
your brand. There's so much play here, man, and you cannot do it all as a person. You just cannot. I definitely agree with that. And I think it's it's taking understanding that you have too much to do, too many failures. Hey, I need a team around me. I got to keep going. But yeah. Quincy, I want to bring something up because it, you're an interesting figure. You have a you're the CEO of a large company. Yeah. In the background, you ran for Congress. Yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of you do a lot of different things on a lot of different areas. <laughs> I mean, how do you how do you balance that one? And two, what is driving you to be involved in all these different things? Well, um, three things. Because think about it. FinTech yeah. and Congress are two com- very different. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Um, I, I tell you, man, it's um, it's been a journey. It's part of that journey process as well. But when I was a kid, um, I came out of the foster care system. So when I was a kid, uh, I would sit and watch these old white people on TV, right? <laughs> and I'm, I'm a young black man and young black boy. And I, I, you know, I, I just was like, I wanted to be that. I wanted to be a politician. Yeah. So that started way back then for me. Um, and I think everybody as a, as a kid, whether you're sitting at home watching TV or riding a bike or whatever, you, you have a vision or an idea or a dream of what you want to be. And that, that for me started way back then. Um, the from the congressional you know run here, uh, but I also knew that I wanted to be an entrepreneur years ago. Um, and as I was coming up, uh, you ran across a lot of and family was the family. It can either make you make you or break you, you know. Um, and and those were called the dream killers. Um, yep. And and yep. and I stay and I've learned to stay away from the dream killers because I don't know how many times I was ter- told the word the word no, um, as you were telling people this is what I want, this is how I want it, and this is how I'm going to do it. Uh, they don't want to hear that. Um, and and so when you reach around those type of people, stirring up that negative negative energy like that, man, it just I saw that early on. Um, so I just despised that. I went forward and. Uh, you know, uh, arose to the challenge here at this point. Um, Cause three things I will say that um, I consider myself um, uh, of doing why I'm doing it. And one is I'm, I'm a populist. I feel like I'm a populist. Uh, the second one is I'm an outsider. And the third one, I'm a disruptor. Um, that's how I like to look at this from, from this, uh, from the way you asked the question, because in politics, I'm an outsider, right? I look right. at it like never been in politics before, um, you know, and here I am fighting against these established giants, if you will. Um, and really, that, that goes in line, man, with my exact mindset and my same processes of, of, being a, a voice for small business owners, like, and that's how I started our company was going after small businesses, uh, the mom and pop owners um, in, here in the Nashville area, for example, uh, wanting to go in and, and and get their business and get them on contract and show them that I want to work hard for them. And, and that's how I built my business, um, you know, several years ago. So um, it didn't just start you know, by waking up one night and saying, Hey, I, I think I want to go do this. Um, <laughs> this is something that's been in the works. So, um, and from as far as the disruptor is concerned, we have, uh, we created a word here. Um, and I don't know if you've heard it on all the podcasts I've used, but 
the word that we came up with is, is when you are wanting to make a change or a splash or dive into an industry, you want to have disruption. That's what you call disruption, right? And that's why I said I'm a disruptor. Um, but we we wanted to have good disruption, right? Not a bad disruption, but a good disruption. Good disruption, yeah. Yeah. So what we created a word called gruption. We put them together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you yeah, get on that. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, yeah, we're working on that. You know, uh, trademark here, trademark. Yeah, right. yeah. There you uh, go. yeah. So, um, so by creating corruption, um, we have uh, that's the mindset of where we are. So we want to just come in, make a good job, do a good job, man, and just same with my politics, my back end, man. So whatever you're doing, whether it's your personal or business. Um, you got to find out your purpose, your drive there. And, and that's why I feel like those three things that I said was the populist, the outsider, the disruptor. That's it, to me, that's who I am. That's just who I am. Um, and wherever those three things fit, uh, <laughs> that's that's where I'm at. And uh, so it's, it's just keeping it very real, very raw about right. things. Because uh, even in my political game, game here, I... I I'm not talking like normal politicians. I don't want to be a normal politician. I'm just wanting to be a person of change because that was, I set out for that a long time ago. And plus I always tell everybody you either, you, you should do two things, uh, do business with people that actually have the experience to do it, or that can actually tell you, this is why I'm in business. This is what I've gone through to become this person. Um, or, or this is why our product is so good because it failed a few times, but we found through market research. I mean, you can just, you can do a whole lot with that. You know? Right. Um, so a person that has never gone through and not willing to be able to, to share it with clients or be able to tell you a story of a time that when they failed, um, or, or, or talk about client or customer experiences, those types of things matter. They matter so much. I want to ask you, how did you elevate your business and your yourself through all of the networking and um, the campaigning of running for Congress? Well, you got to hire a good PR firm, number one. How did running for Congress and going through that process transition into more success for you personally and in your business? Well, I mean... Again, I have to walk a fine line, okay, um, there, because as you know, and you guys hear things all the time, people are, you know, they got to get caught with the hand in the cookie jar, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, you're running a company over here that's benefiting this, and, and, and so we have to walk a very fine line when it comes to those things, especially being, you know, company leaders and now politicians. So one thing that I try to do is make sure that when I am discussing politics, I discuss politics. But when I'm discussing business, it's business. And it's very, very clear with those types of things, Um, because, again, I don't want the public or anyone else, for that matter, to ever feel that, you know, well, he's just eating out of both jars here. And and that's that's not that would never be the case with me. Um, Has it helped leverage business? It has. Um, because it's brought brand awareness of things um, such as what I do for a living to what we do as a company um, to um, talking about, you know, people wanting to get to know you because you may be their next congressman. Right. So, so it's again, it's just that brand awareness that is brought to my to my table for me. Yeah. 
I think that's key. And, and then going back earlier on what you said, like, especially with politics nowadays, I think we need outsiders and disruptors. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we're at this, like this fork on the road, right. Where we can keep doing the same thing that we've been doing for years, or we can kind of go this new modern route that I think yeah. people want. I think people want it, need it as well. And I think you, which you didn't, did you win or no? No, I'm, I'm currently running. Currently running. Okay. Well, you got yeah. my vote. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm currently running here in Nashville. Um, and, and this is the thing, man, this is what I tell a lot of people, um, you know, I had an old man tell me this um, and you can apply this anywhere in your life. And it's, this is an old, some old school saying, you really got to think about it and we can talk about it next time. But he told me, he said two things that don't live long. And at first I didn't get it, but he said two things that don't live long, a dog that chases cars and an entrepreneur chasing the press. So just think about that. And when he told me that, it really it didn't set in until like maybe two or three days later, but mm-hmm. it had so much meaning behind it. Um, because as you know, a dog, you know, you chase cars, eventually you're gonna get ran over by one. Exactly. You know, and then entrepreneurs that that chase the media or chase the press, or or um, because you want to put your brand out there when really in reality, and he was telling me, you have to let you are your brand. Don't chase it. It'll come to you. And that's what I have learned. I think I have learned to let my my stories, my my failures, my successes, successes. Um, that is what has brought the successes, I believe. Um, I, I completely agree with that. And I think just like you keep saying, and we've been talking about is this journey, like that's the real uh, persona of somebody's life, in my opinion. So I think it's mm-hmm. important to be open about that. And I completely agree with you. I, I think the value that you create directly correlates with how much money you make. I yeah. mean, I think, I think at the end of the day, that's what it is. But then you have, you know, okay, I'm a firefighter. You know, I'm doing this. I'm providing a lot of value. And I, I get it, right? It's, you kind of have to have a little asterisk at the end of that statement and say you have to be an entrepreneur in business or something. Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah. yeah. And, people, and, you know, and I'll say this too, that, if, you know, to, as advice for people out there, you, you do good for your company uh, and you do good for politics. It benefits everybody. And that's kind of my model of where I'm living at. Mm-hmm. I agree. And I think too, you know, it's people are, uh, I think people like you keep saying that entrepreneur chasing that they try to be salesy and push their brand out there and force it yeah. on people. And they're not being good people in the background. And, you know, they're all, they're chasing the, the materialistic things of what a business can bring you. But it's like I said, the value you create is how much money you're going to make. Um, yeah. So I, I completely agree with you as to who you are as a person, how well do you network? What change are you trying to implement? Uh, yeah. What value does your values does your company stand for? I think those are all important things that people put on the back burner because yeah. they're chasing the materialistic things in the beginning. Yeah. 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 And, I've, and you know, and, uh, and the unfortunate part is, man, when sometimes people don't want to hear the truth, um, um, don't want to face the truth sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, I, and I've heard and I've said this several times lately, but if you have to get the opportunity to look at, look at yourself in the mirror, try to stare at yourself in the mirror for five minutes. Just try to. Most people can't do it. It sounds simple, but most can't do it. 
because then you're because you're going to have to be forced to think about the things you did wrong of the or the reality of things as they are. And so you have to really face the facts. So really think about looking in that mirror. And I, and I tell everybody, you know, and I tell all my salespeople before you come in here and you sit down at your cubicle or your desk. Go to the bathroom and look at yourself in the mirror to clear your conscience so you can have a good day with your customers. Clear your conscience. Yeah. No, I think that I think it's a cool concept too. And I think, you know, to go with that, I think pe- people don't need to dwell so much on their mistakes either. I think it's mm-hmm. one of those things where you're going to fail, face them. You need to be yeah. aware of them. Don't run from them. But once you're aware, develop that game plan for making them better or not repeating them. And oh, yeah. going, don't dwell on yeah. it. It's just going to make things worse. Yeah. Yeah. Because how many times have you guys heard of entrepreneurs starting out, you know, after the first or second year, they're done? Because entrepreneurship's yeah. hard. <laughs> yeah, hard. I, think, I think people burn out because I think kind of adding to what y'all were just talking about is people, when they fail, they think that they are not doing enough. So then they try to do more and more and more. And Brady and I have been reading the one thing recently, and it's so it's this is kind of relevant. But the more that you're focusing on doing, the less the less quality there's is is involved in each thing that you do. Yeah. So you can't. It's not that you need to do more. You need to do better on the few things that you're doing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you brought up a good point because just the other day, uh, my uh, uh, my staff and I were talking, and you really have to define the word busy as an entrepreneur. What are you really truly busy or are you being just productive? It's a difference. Busy and production is two different things. You can, you could, be, you could be busy on your cell phone, oh, yeah. looking yeah. at social media while sitting at your desk, but then are you being productive during that time as well? So, you know, you have to separate what's important. Like what are our three things we're going to accomplish this month or this week or this day? You know, and, and, and let's, let's focus on that alone. And if it's something that's, that we can knock out today. Let's do that. Let's and but the things that are long term reach, we got to push those aside. It sounds good, and you like the vision or the thought of being able to reach it and grab it and execute it. But man, that stuff takes it takes time. And when you're starting out as an entrepreneur and you start your company out, you gotta again. That goes to back to having the right team in place that's gonna hold you accountable. That's saying, because I have like my partners here and, and other people, they don't have a problem telling me no. They're like, Quincy, no, we can't do that this time. We, we <laughs> like, thank you, but no thanks. We can't do it. We got this to do and we got to focus here. And I love that because everybody's real. Because um, some people are afraid to tell their boss no. You know, uh, actually, that's actually a good book title. <laughs> no, that's you know? good. And, and, you know, we tell our team that too. Just because, you know, we have the titles of CEO and COO doesn't yeah. mean that we are always right. Yep. Yeah. Everybody has different yeah. perspectives, open communication. And I think that builds a stronger team as well. I think it's one of those things when you're hiring, yeah. you need to find someone, one, that has the character that's willing to stand up to you and say, hey, listen, Brady. Hey, listen, trusty. I respect what you're doing, respect what you're saying, but you're going the completely wrong path right now. Yeah. And I respect yeah. that. I, I'm not going to get mad at somebody telling me that I'm wrong because I want that. I want my team to have the confidence to be able to do that. Yeah. 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 Because that's so good. Go ahead. I think it was Johnny. Go ahead. Sorry about that. I, I love that you brought up the team thing because we're big on that. My dad's big on that. And he's always taught me that because we can't in real estate, you can't do well without a good team. 
What what are the key things you look for in your teams aside from somebody that's not afraid to to come up to you and tell you Quincy you're wrong? Um, three things. Um, this is my motto, and I've I've learned this through hard knocks. Um, you got three types of people on the team to look for. You got the fighters. All right, is one. Then you got number two is people who help the fighters. Okay. And then three, those who do nothing. <laughs> All right. So that's that's where I'm at with it. And, and so I, I judge my team based on that right there, because I want to know who's in, who's out, who's not going to do anything, you know, who's going to be the support staff. I mean, because how many times you've been in something and you, you, you everybody wants to be the leader. Everybody wants to be the, the chief, but nobody wants to be an Indian. Mm-hmm. You know? So, yep. you, you know, <laughs> so we got to send the right message out, um, you know, actionable, you know, an actionable type leader at the company. That, that's what it's about. You know, um, you know, who's going to follow them? You know, that's there is, there's this thing by by Jeff Bezos. People have mixed feelings of Jeff Bezos. I personally like him because of what he's I done like him too. business wise. But mm-hmm. he has this thing at the end of I think it's end of every month or end of every year. He goes to his staff and he offers them bonuses to quit. Because he says, I want to know that this amount of money is not worth what you can do here at Amazon. So he's like, here's this. Here's your bonus. A few months pay quit yeah. and this yeah. is yours and i respect that because you're weeding the people out that are only there for the money and like yes i you're always going to have people there that are that just they need to pay bills right you're always going to have people like that yeah but i see what you're saying is when you get higher up you need people who are taking initiative and are literally saying hey you know i care personally about the success or failure of this company and that's what you got to have to grow it you can't have yeah. one person or a few people that care everybody's got to care even to the ground yeah. level yeah. And, and if you got to go through 10, 15, 20 people to get there, then you do that. Yep. Because, you know, and, and this is I'll, I'll use this as an example. Right. And it may not be the perfect example, but I saw what he was doing. Our past president, for example, you may not like him, may not care for his policies or politics or things he did or said. But one thing I can tell you, he was not he, he, he was not afraid of doing was firing people. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, you know, loyalty is everything. Loyalty is everything. And and the first time that I you 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 cross that path with me, it's gonna be hard to rebuild that. You know, mm-hmm. um, like last year, for example, I went through six salespeople, you know, and I you know, and that's a big number in our industry because you know the you know, we're a residual-based industry, and, and so uh to go through six, you know. <laughs> six people in three months, you know, I fired all six of them, you know, all because of loyalty. And, and if I can't trust you, we don't, we don't have nothing to talk about. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, because right now where we're at with, with our economy, with the instability, with, you know, our economy and, and, and just all the stuff that we have fighting against you as an entrepreneur right now, I mean, you ha- you as an entrepreneur, you have to really be the leader here um, and see the big picture. You got to come out from your desk and look around in the world and really realize that America right now is at a crossroads. And and as you're growing your company, you you've got to almost fit the the the, the scalable growth that that's happening in America. You've got to change with the times. You can't continue to operate or do business like your dad did business or your mom did business. You're going to have to change with times and seeing what technologies are available. Because again, 
I keep saying this, America's we're at a crossroads right now, and our businesses have to reflect that. Yep. You know, um, um, you know, because one thing you don't want, and people will learn this, uh, and I and I'll tell every entrepreneur this: keep the government as much as they can uh, you can out of your business. <laughs> Absolutely. Like seriously, keep them out of your business because they've gone too far in our lives, man. I mean, where they want to control every single thing. Um, and, and so we have to make sure that we keep them out of our lives as much as possible because, um, for example, Tennessee is one of the best states to have a business in, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't want the government coming in my doors here in my office telling me how to run my business or when I'm to do this and when I'm to do that. Um, cause number one, they're not helping me now. <laughs> I got to pay them, you know, we got to pay Uncle exactly. Sam, you know? Exactly. Uh, yeah. So I don't. I don't. Yeah. So we just have to keep this stuff real, man, uh, and, and just keep the government out. Understand we're at this crossroads right now. You know, we're just um, we're, and I believe entrepreneurs, we are the key. We are truly the key for, for the future. We're the innovators. Uh, we're the disruptors, yeah. innovators, uh, outsiders. Yeah. You know, people are going to listen to people that have these different approaches, which, like you're saying, you know, the, the past president, they say in business, right? You want to get a lot of attention. You have to be very polar. Of course, you have to choose one side and mm-hmm. you're going to have haters and you're going to have lovers. But guess what? The haters are giving you attention. Oh, yeah. The issue is, I think a lot of politicians now is, you know, obviously you're going to have the different parties, but you try to please too many different types of people. Oh, yeah. And then you can't hold up those promises because you have conflicting <laughs> promises. And then, you know, it is what it is. So yeah. I think the one thing Trump did the, above all else is, is he was different. Yeah, he was, well, he was different. A, but he was an entrepreneur. Exactly. He w- he was an outsider. He was a disruptor. <laughs> and he says, hey, I'm going to do this because yeah. I've worked fast my entire life and I'm not going to spend four years trying to do this one thing. Yeah. I'm going to work fast. And I, I respect that. You know, you yeah. have to respect that. Yeah. And that's why I found that most business owners, they were supporting him because at first I was not and, and all in full candidacy here. I was not a Trump supporter um, until the probably the latter part of um, mm-hmm. his of his um, term. Um, and that's the, and the reason why was because I just was beginning to see what he was trying to say. Right. Um, and then I also understood, was trying to understand him as a leader. And so I saw the failures and the things that he had gone and had. And, and if you read his books in previous years, you know, the art of the deal and, and, and you understanding his philosophy, it all makes sense to me. Now, did he make a great politician? Did he say everything right? Did he, should he have said certain things a certain way? I mean, he made lots of mistakes, you know? Absolutely. I mean, he's human. But, Everybody's going to make yeah. mistakes. Yeah. And, and Lisi, and I just say, Lisi was mad enough to say, Hey, I, uh, you know, I said it, I did it. Yeah. You know? Um, and he didn't care. He didn't care what you were. I thought <laughs> my, my, my biggest thing was this, you know, you, obviously social media is a, a black hole for politics, you know, either side, but when people are, you know, talking crap about Donald Trump, Oh, he's not going to become president, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you know, he's still a billionaire. He's still going to yeah. get out of office and do whatever he wants with the, for the rest of his life. So oh, yeah. uh, he, he doesn't care what you have to say. And he's banned on all the platforms. So he doesn't even see it anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. But no, I mean, this has been a great conversation, Quincy. We'll start wrapping up here, but I do agree with everything you're saying. I think at the core, it's, you know, building that big team around you, not, not so much big, but big in, in terms of influence, impact. And mm-hmm. I think also 
be that outsider, be that disruptor and don't be afraid to fail. You're going to fail. I think going yeah. into business, I have to understand you're going to fail and you don't know when that's going to happen. And yeah. it might be a culmination of years of just failures before you finally hit that big success, but you have to keep going. You have to fail forward. So to close us out, you know, for the listeners out there, what's that piece of advice? What's that thought you have in your head? Cause I imagine you still go through obstacles today. Yeah. When that happens, you're looking yourself in the mirror. Like you said, you're thinking about who you are as a man, who you are as a leader, who you are as a politician. What's that one phrase that keeps you going? Don't let your condition, your current condition dictate your future. That's powerful. That's what I would like to say. Yeah. And I, I tell myself that every time I'm going through something. It's powerful. Yeah. I, I mean, to go on that, I think people have to understand that you have two choices when you are going through failure. You can either be down about it and nothing's going to change. Yeah. So you're going to continue to fail. You're going to quit. You're going to years down the road, you're going to feel bad about it. You're going to regret it or yeah. pick your head up and you keep going. Yeah. Cause you have the power. I think people will have to understand you have complete control over how much effort you put into something. Complete oh, yeah. control. Yeah. It's about the only thing you have control over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Because, and the reason why I say that is because, as I said earlier in your show, um, you know, I'm a foster kid. I came out of the foster system and, you know, and got adopted into a great family. And, you know, if you let the records show or the stats show that most kids who come out of the foster care system, they end up in prison or they end up dying or they ended up doing, you know, becoming a criminal or whatever. Right. I, I, I'm, I'm a believer that we are, you are not a product of your environment. That's something that you can change. That's a mindset. Um, and I believe if you get around the right people um, as entrepreneurs, get rid of those people around you that are not going to hold you accountable. That are, you know, if you got friends, you, you go hang out, have drinks with them, have lunch, dinner with them, and they're not holding you accountable. They're not asking you the tough questions. Then you don't need to be spending time with them. That's just the bottom line. It's at least not at this season of life, because where you're trying to take your vision and your goal to is another place that they're not at right now. And you can't you cannot continue. You cannot drag along negative energy. You cannot drag along people that's not going to hold you accountable. Um, and that's where and that was one of the things that I learned early on, too. Is that I had to let that go, man. You you're gonna lose friends, you're gonna lose family members. There's a price to pay for entrepreneurship, and you have to ask yourself, am I willing, ready, and able to go through that process? Absolutely. No, that's powerful. And we'll end there. But I mean, just to continue on that, it's you have to make these difficult decisions. You have this vision for your life. You understand there's levels to this game of entrepreneurship. And not everybody is going to go to the levels with you. Yeah. You're going to have to leave people behind as part of it. But Quincy, I appreciate you coming on, man. Like I said, this is our very first interview. So uh, an regular interview with Quincy McKnight. <laughs> appreciate you coming on. And guys, if you're listening out there, take exactly what Quincy is saying, especially that last phrase, don't let your current condition determine your outcome because you have complete control over what your future looks like. This episode will be live uh next week like i said quincy so please like subscribe apple podcast spotify google Podcasts, everywhere and quincy appreciate you coming on man thank you brady and john thanks quincy 
you for listening to this episode of the Nash Biz Podcast. We post new episodes every single week, and we'd greatly appreciate if you would subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We'll catch you next time.